What are the secrets of those extraordinary individuals that have achieved extraordinary success? Listen to their stories, discover their knowledge bursts, make those connections. Get ready. It's time to start moving forward. Hey, John Lim here. We've got a great episode today. Angela Ferrari, she's an artist and children's storybook author and illustrator based in Portland, Maine. She's the author of three children's books and is the host of the Story Spectacular podcast. And you may remember Angela from our 2017 December holiday bonus episode, Chili the Snowman. How are you today, Angela? I'm very well. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, it's great to have you. Actually, great to have you back because (laughs) we did something completely different. And this was the first time where I'd actually used the podcast to actually do something a little more on the fiction side. And I have to give you huge props. I mean, what you do using podcasting to tell stories, it is not easy. So, But before we get to all of that, I want you to share with Moving Forward listeners, what is your big why? And and go a little more into what you do. My big why, uh, you know, I never really grew out of that pretend stage mm. that kids have as a child. I... I I continue to be a very imaginative and curious person as an adult. I like to learn about the world, take inspiration, and focus it into creative ventures. And now I focused all of that inspiration into telling stories. So I write and illustrate children's books, and I host the Story Spectacular podcast. I love it. And actually, I mean, what's so interesting, and I want to highlight this for Moving Forward listeners, is that you have a very interesting background. So you, you have your bachelor's in studio art, and then you also did something that which I think is really neat. I would love for you to expand on it. You did something called the Assets for Artists program, which focuses both on business finance as well as creative entrepreneurship. Can you tell a, l- a little bit about what that program was like? Yeah. So when I was in college, I learned a lot about the craft of making art. But at that time, I didn't really find the importance of finance, business. That wasn't something I was passionate about at that stage. It wasn't until I graduated and was working in the real world that I realized I was lacking a big part of the advancing my art through business. I didn't have that knowledge. And then when I was accepted into the Assets for Artists program, I mean, it was a huge game changer for me because they taught not just personal finance, business finance, and they also had a matched savings account. So I was able to save up and have some working capital to pursue my next artistic venture. So I went from making a living um, selling landscape paintings Mm -hmm. to then after the program, having the confidence to expand and start pursuing the storytelling business that I have now. Oh, that's awesome. And how how was that? I mean, was it, was it a hard adjustment to make? I know, I mean, having been an actor and having, uh, have a lot of friends who are artists and creatives that sometimes they tend to shy away or resist learning more about the business and finance aspects of things. How did you find it as you were going through school? It was a lot of work. It was, it, it didn't come easy to me. And even the identity now of calling myself an entrepreneur It took a while for me to feel comfortable even saying that. But now I once once you learn those things, they're less scary. And now I actually have a passion for it. I'm driven by it just as much as I am with my other artistic pursuits. Yeah, absolutely. And then I mean, and then did you always know that this was the direction you were going to take your career in? Because I think what you do is so cool. I mean, growing up and as you were going into school, 
a lot of us face this, and I know I face this in my own career, that you feel like sometimes the creative side of you is kind of knocked out or it's kind of pushed out by what, you know, the structure of traditional uh, academia is like. And a lot of times, you know, we're not encouraged to pursue our creative endeavors. You know, it's, an, it's great as a hobby. It's great to do in your spare time. But actually focusing that front and center as your career driver. I mean, what was that like for you? Were you encouraged? Were you discouraged? And how did you keep that creative spark front and center in your life? I was always encouraged. I'm very, very lucky that my parents always (laughs) indulged me with whatever activity I wanted to pursue. Um, But a lot of a lot of the uh, the storytelling part of of myself, I had that hidden it was an idea for so long and I was really afraid to step out into the world and, and really pursue that part because I was intimidated by the process. Mm. I had to learn a lot about it in order to feel comfortable uh, pursuing it. So I think it was one of those things It takes a long, long time to feel comfortable. But what really helped me the most is mentors outside of the classroom, reaching out to me, teaching me things, giving me advice and um, I'm really, really happy that I have chosen to do this, even though it is difficult. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm really surprised once I started how much support I have been getting from people and listeners are reaching out to me. I'm getting direct responses. I, I even uh, recently had a somebody reach out to me, a little kid from Australia, oh, send wow. me a note. <laughs> and when you get those little yeah. confirmations from people saying, hey, I love what you're doing, it it validates all the work that you put into it. And I, I look back and I say, why didn't I do this sooner? Yeah, absolutely. And, I, and I, I'm happy to ask you this. I mean, because I'm really excited by the fact that you do create and that content is such a big part of your life. Tell us about writing that first children's book. The first children's book, I, uh, it was funny. I, one night I fell asleep and I woke up from a dream I was having about my Nana and I, it was like three in the morning. I woke up and I wrote the entire book in one sitting. Wow. And then I fell back asleep. I woke up the next day and I, I looked at it. I was like, whoa, this is actually pretty good. So that was the book. What do you see? And it's inspired by nature. Um, my love of the outdoors, uh, and it took a lot of work to do the editing and the illustrations all together. That first book took me five years to complete. But the original text, like I said, it was it just came to be in one chunk. Oh, that's great. And the, mm-hmm. I mean, did you intend that this was a book that you were going to actually publish? Because I know a lot of people, when they write, they do so very, it's very personal to them. And the idea of actually putting it out there can be very intimidating. Did you know as soon as you woke up that this was a book that you wanted to put out into the world? It was a lingering feeling that I had that even if I, even when it was on the shelf, it was always calling to me like this is something special because it felt like a gift that came to me. And it was something I've always from the from the first night I wanted to pursue this. I didn't know what form it would take. It even had three different titles all along the way. But the emotional core of what I felt that night, I was able to put that into action and that book, it still makes me feel the same way when I look at it now. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess I guess I did have a calling from that very night that I wanted to do this. Oh, I love it. And Angela, I mean, I would be remiss if I didn't mention your awesome podcast story spectacular. <laughs> so tell us how you got into podcasting. 
I started out when I made the decision to self-publish my books. I wanted to find a really creative way to Mm self-promote. And I thought, you know, what better way than to tell stories? It's a great way to show rather than tell marketing wise. And um, so the first story I did was inspired by a bird that came to my yard. It's called Fly Home Birdie. Um, I recorded a demo of that episode and I shared it with a few family friends just to test the waters. And I was getting calls from my friends saying, my three-year-old wants to listen to this over and over again. Can you please send us another story? And I said, you know what? I think this can work. And so I I went for it. Took a year to learn how to actually put a podcast together. A lot of bootstrapping, watching tutorials, (laughs) uh, reaching out. Oh, man. And it's, it's a tedious process, too. It, it sounds so smooth on the other end as a listener, but to get it from point A to point B, it's it's a lot of work, very time-consuming work. Um, but I was able to learn it just through uh, online resources. That's great. And had you ever done any sort of uh, voiceover or broadcasting, or was this really your first foray into that media? This was my completely first foray. Wow. I know. I had only been singing along in my car at that point and like talking in weird dog voices around the house. But this was a great way to focus all of that, this creative side of me that, again, I I wasn't able to express before this. Yeah. And I've got to ask you, how did you feel before you hit the publish button on that first episode? Oh, I can't even I can't even describe it. You you it's all in your head for so long. (laughs) And then when you actually put it out into the world, I mean, it's, it's overwhelming. It's, it's, and it, again, like hearing from people, like people are actually listening to this and they're enjoying it. They're they're. I mean, again, I have people reaching out saying like, my kid is listening every night. It just makes me so happy. I love it. And actually, Angela, I've got to give you huge props. I mean, it's hard enough to do a podcast period, but to actually do one that's that tells stories, that's fiction, that comes up with characters, you do pretty much everything, right? You do the music mixing, you do the voiceovers. I mean, that is a tremendous amount of work. I mean, how much work would you say goes into one episode? Uh, for like a 12-minute episode, it probably takes about two hours just to wow. do all the recording. And then, I mean, even the prep coming up with the story ideas, those take a while too. Um, and now, now that I've done it for a little while, it's going a little bit smoother. Um, when I first started though, it took even longer. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And I, and having been a small part of one of your episodes, I mean, we did a remix of Chili the Snowman for moving forward listeners. It is a lot of work. I mean, I Mm -hmm. basically was doing the voiceover for one character, but to match it up, I mean, to not only to get the dialogue down, but to make sure that the rhythm and the syncopation and all of that matched with all the other dialogue and all the music and everything, that was not easy. And I'm not a singer. So <laughs> to see, to actually have to do a voiceover for a character that does a little bit of singing, I mean, that really pushed me out of my comfort zone. So Angela, you helped me move forward and in a really great way. So I've got to say props and thank you for that. Uh, you did such a great job with the chili voice. I was so excited hearing <laughs> that. I loved, I loved having someone else on board. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. And this was what this was actually my first collaborative effort with a fellow podcaster on something like this. So it was really a a really big thing for me. And I wanted to do something. I always try to do something special for the holidays. But Angela, you talked about something earlier, which I think is really key. And 
Uh, it's something I'm focusing on for 2018 with Moving Forward uh, guests. So you talked a little bit about challenges, and we all face them, especially as an entrepreneur and as a storyteller. What would you say is the biggest challenge that you face today? The biggest challenge I have, it's also the biggest opportunity. It's reaching an audience. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to cast as wide a net as I can by creating the best content I can in hopes that people will enjoy them and share them with others. And a lot of that, it's, it's again, I'm a solopreneur, so it's just me doing the work. Yeah. So I have to be, hold myself accountable. Anything I can take action on, I, I challenge myself to do. Yeah. And one of the things that I love about your response was that it's not only a challenge, but you see it as the opportunity. I think that's really, really key. So what steps are you taking to tackle this challenge? I mean, reaching an audience, especially if you're a content creator, can be a challenge. So what what are some of the things that you are doing in 2018 to kind of uh, tackle this challenge and to move forward? One big thing I started doing in 2018 was doing as many live events as possible. I have um, several scheduled and I've done a few in classroom settings. And I love making those in-person connections. Oh, People wow. get to put a face to the business. Yes, yes. In, in addition to doing the online, I mean, we connected online. You can definitely make some great authentic connections online. But I like to balance both of those in order yes. to get not just a lot of followers and listeners, but loyal, loyal followers. Yes. And when you say live events, tell our Moving Forward listeners what kind of live events you're doing. Um, I actually have a dog costume with a, a construction hat and a uh, gem collection. Mm-hmm. It's based on one of the characters, Digger the Dog. Oh, wow. So I, I dress up in that costume reading the stories. It's, a, it's like a, a more um, interactive version of a story time. I've gone to preschools, uh, oh, daycares, great. and a couple of um, events at restaurants. And um, at uh, uh, Whole Foods has a um, storytelling session, too. I'm, I'm working on collaborating with them. Oh, that's fantastic. I mean, congratulations. That is such a cool way to take the content. And this is something that I've talked about before, but take the content that you start out with, you know, in your books, in your podcast, and now you're transforming it into the next iteration, which I think is really great to be doing live events. And it's it allows you to make that personal connection. How How was that? initially like pitching that out to a school or to a restaurant was that was that difficult did you find it it was uh, uh, an easy process what was your experience like well i was just activating my network um mm-hmm. initially i have a lot of friends in my network that are parents that are educators starting with them and then word of mouth travels i think especially at the beginning i look at it as giving what can i do to help others bring great content, something that uh, kids and teachers will be excited about. And um, that's how that's how I got the ball rolling. Yeah, I absolutely love it. Very, very cool. And great takeaways for moving forward listeners. Well, Angela, are you ready for the knowledge burst session? Yes, I am. <laughs> All right. One of my favorite parts of the show. And as moving forward listeners know, we're doing something a little different. So I'm going to ask you, I'm going to switch it up a little bit. I really, really admire what you do, and I know how much work goes into creating a fiction podcast, a story-based podcast. So recommend one important tip 
for any Moving Forward listeners who may be thinking about doing something like this, like creating a fiction or story-based podcast? The first thing that got me started is I read Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. I know this kickstarts a lot of people's creativity once Mm -hmm. they read it. Um, I love that the book was inspirational, but also really pragmatic. It talks about how non-glamorous it can be to be a creative person, (laughs) how much real life work goes into it. And it, it, it really helps you make the decision one way or the other. Is this the right thing for me? Do I have what it takes to put the work in? And after reading that for me, my answer was yes. Uh, I love it. Great share and also a great resource for Moving Forward listeners. Recommend if you have one. Do you have a favorite app, website, or productivity practice? And that could be anything from uh, a scheduler or just jotting ideas down with pen and paper. I mean, pick one and share with our listeners one that's been a real game changer for you. I love the app called Simple Habit. It's a meditation app. And it's, it's really convenient to use. It's great for um, if you're about to do a, a job interview or a podcast interview, if you're um, having trouble sleeping. There's all these different scenarios you can choose from. And each meditation is curated for that specific event. And it's it's been really helpful for me to to cultivate more mindfulness. Oh, that's great. Great, great share. And Angela, I'm excited to ask you, So we're focusing on moving forward in 2018, as is the name of the show. What is one small activity or choice that you're going to make today, or maybe you already made it before we hopped on this call, that you're going to make to move forward? Create, create, create. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. And actually, Angela, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow up that. So what do you start out with with your creative process? I mean, uh, can you give us a little sneak peek as to what you do? I mean, do you write the ideas out? Do you whiteboard them? Kind of do you have a, a workflow that, that kicks off the whole process? I do. I actually start by consuming. Okay, I yeah. to to get inspiration. I actually listen to a lot of other podcasts, the full the full range from science based fiction, entrepreneur podcasts. Those things really get my creative juices flowing. And then I do a burst on my computer now, but I used to just do pen to paper, writing down topic ideas. I call them story starters. Mm-hmm. Yes, anything I'm excited about when that idea, that emotion is hot inside, I I let it out by writing as much as I can. And then I put things on the shelf for a while, like one or two weeks, and then I go back and edit things cold. I have a fresh mind and I can be a little more um, critical of my work when I've had some distance from it. So that's the a writing process that I do when I script stories and when I'm writing books. I love it, especially the the leaving it for one to two weeks, letting it marinate. And do you sometimes find that, you know, when you have a lot of different ideas, it helps you narrow down which ones you really want to pursue? It helps me let things go and not get emotionally attached to one yes. because I might be passionate about it. But if it's not really working as a narrative story, I know I have to revisit it at another time and move on to a different one that I know I can work with. I love it. Hey, Moving Forward listeners, you can find links to many of the books and resources mentioned by today's guest, along with offers to try out Audible and Amazon Prime. These are affiliate links for which I receive a small commission, which helps the podcast and is greatly appreciated. You can find these on the write-up for today's episode at BeMovingForward.com. 
Angela. Speaking of story, we're going to talk a little bit about your story. Are you ready to do a little time travel? Yes. <laughs> we're going to step into a time machine and we're going to set the date for five years from today. You're going to meet your future self. And I'd like you to tell Moving Forward listeners who Angela Ferrari will be five years from today. Uh, I, I hope I'm still continuing on this journey. I, this is something I see it as a lifelong pursuit. Yeah. It, even further than five years, I hope to still be creating stories, finding ways to reach an audience and put out the best content that I can. I, I love it. Absolutely love it. And it's it's so great because your five-year plan is what you're doing today and you're continuing to do that. So I absolutely love it. Great, great share and great insight. Angela, how can our listeners connect with you and learn about all the great work that you're doing? You can go to my website. It's storiespectacular.com. It's where you can uh, find the podcast, books, and I even have a blog that shares my story behind the stories. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at Storytacular, and we even have a Story Spectacular Facebook page. Oh, that's great. I'll definitely have to check that one out. And Angela, I would love to have you close out the show. Share some parting wisdom with our Moving Forward listeners. I'd say whatever idea that you have inside you, you have to find a way to release it into the world. Give yourself permission and just go for it. I love it. What a great way to close out the show. Angela, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. I want to thank you again for that great collaboration back in December. But I want to thank you for joining us today to share your incredible story and some really fantastic knowledge bursts on creating content so that our listeners can move forward in 2018. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for letting me share my story with Moving Forward. Absolutely. And Moving Forward listeners, check it out one more time, bemovingforward.com. You can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, at bemovingforward. And join us next Tuesday for another extraordinary guest. Have a great week. And remember, always be moving forward. Now it's time for you to move forward and unlock the extraordinary in you. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and Bali Solutions, LLC. All rights reserved.